Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 300 of the podcast. 300 episodes, it's actually been more than that technically, but uh, holy moly, what a pleasure to be able to do this show for the last over four years and hopefully we'll have another four to come. How about that? Today my guest is Rachel Van Clive. Rachel is a blogger and designer with a deep love of repurposing and decorating on a budget. I know while I've been at home in quarantine with my kids, I've been looking around thinking, what can I do to declutter and to make my home more beautiful and functional? We've added desks in place where my kids need to do distance learning, things like that. So Rachel and I had a great discussion about ways to spruce up your home. She blogs over at Crate and Cottage, and I loved everything she had to say. She also has a new book that is recently out into the world called She Made Herself a Home, and she'll give you practical design, organization, and purposeful tips to really own your space and create a space that you really love and can use. I really enjoyed talking to Rachel, and I know that you will too. So let's get to my conversation with Rachel Van Clive. All right, I'm so excited to be chatting with Rachel Van Clive today. Hi, Rachel. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Where am I speaking to you from today? We are right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. How are you guys doing? I mean, it's been one thing after another for you guys out there. Were you affected by the tornado? They were about half a mile. So yes, my high school was gone. (gasps) A lot of friends lost their homes. A lot of madness. But we... We have a tornado shelter, thankfully, and um, we're fine, so no damage here on our property. Wow. Have you ever experienced anything like that? I have been in a tornado in um, the 97 tornado here, and it was horrifying. And ever since then, I have been fearful of storms. So when we built our house, we put in a tornado shelter for that reason, and I'm Super glad we did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so sorry for anybody that you know that, you know, was affected by that. And oh, that's just, it just really rocks your world, doesn't it? When something like that happens, it's just like, wow, we yeah, are when you so mortal. See it, yeah, it's exactly. It seems so abstract on the news and in pictures and things. But when you're driving those streets and you're like, this is where I went to high school. Right. Whoa. Right. It's very it's sobering. It, it is. Right. Gosh, and now we're all in quarantine, so yep. here we are. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I know. It's been a great 2020. <laughs> it has. It has. There was a funny meme that said, like, our 90-day trial period is coming up on 2020, and I would like my money back. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please. Let's just That's start good. over. Start over. But we are going to talk about happy, happy things today because you have a book that recently launched into the world. You are... Um, a blogger and now an author and everything. And so just for people that don't know you yet, will you give a little background on yourself and your family? Sure. Um, I grew up in, in Nashville, Tennessee. I am a native, which is rare, but I um, have wonderful, loving parents. Um, my mom was the breadwinner. So I saw like a female role model my whole life and um, have a younger sister, went to public and private school and then met my husband at our church when I was 14 and um, he was 17 and we dated ever since, got married and recently um, 
just built a farmhouse about three years ago on 20 acres outside of Nashville after a lot of dreaming and planning and saving. And um, I recently started Instagram and one thing led to another with the build and people started following me and I saw um, my passion come alive again. And here I am with a book and a lot of people that are encouraged, encourage me daily. And it's just a journey I didn't quite know I'd take, but I'm happy I landed here. Yeah, absolutely. And you have children? Yes, we have two children, um, two boys. Liam is 10 and Lane is five. And we are currently in our home study to adopt a little girl. So oh, wow. we soon shall be three. Wow, that's awesome. I am a boy mom as well. I have a 10, 8, and almost five-year-old little boys so oh so you have the loud house yes very loud very loud but it's so fun I'm so glad they have each other I think every boy yes. needs a brother because man that's a lot to keep up with as the mom hey everyone I wanted to thank one of our show sponsors and that is Oak Dental at Oak Dental they're innovating a category of toothbrushes and flossers all of their own and when I got sent the box I was seriously blown away I thought how creative can you get with toothbrushes and flossers well they have done it because they've created all their products with the help of dental hygienists. Their toothbrush is a V-shaped tapered bristle to conform to the shape of your teeth, which allows the outer bristles to stimulate the gum line. And as I learned over the course of our call with them, I am not stimulating my gum line. So <laughs> dental hygienists actually teach patients to turn their toothbrush about 45 degrees and stimulate the gum line. And quite honestly, most people don't comply with that. Their toothbrush takes the user error out of improper brushing, and it's great for those who don't listen, like me, I guess, but even better for those who can't, like kids with special needs, dexterity challenge, the elderly, and of course, my kids. If we want to prevent a generation of people with really great white, straight teeth, we want them to take care of their gums. So my kids have been using the kids' toothbrush, and I feel so much better that they're doing a much better job brushing right now, so that's exciting. But really what got me were their flossers. All their flossers are individually packaged, so they're extra sanitary when you're on the go. You can keep them in your purse, put them in your suitcase, whatever. But they have a three-in-one floss pick brush, which is uniquely designed to scrub between teeth, stimulate gums, and remove food and plaque. Their flossers also have two strands of floss for both increased surface area when flossing and extra strength. So I think that is so, so cool and I would love for you to try out Oak Dental. You can purchase all these products at Amazon.com now and I'll link to it at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com of course, but I can tell you without a doubt these dental products are so fantastic and they are reinventing the way that we brush our teeth. So check out Oak Dental, that's O-O-A-K Dental on Amazon and it'll all be linked on my podcast website. Now let's get back to it with Rachel. And you're also a homeschool mom, is that right? Before homeschool became cool? <laughs> I'm joking with people about right now when they, you know, we're all quarantined, but I'm used to it. It doesn't feel much different than my normal life. Um, I didn't think I'd always homeschool, but when my son was going to go to kindergarten, I thought, I'll try the first, you know, I can do colors and shapes, and then it just turned into liking the lifestyle and enjoy ha enjoying having them with us, so it's yeah. just kept going. Okay, well, talk to me about enjoying the lifestyle, because I think for a lot of parents where this is, is a very stark contrast, two weeks ago, everyone is going about their lives, they have you know, sports practices, they have their kids gone maybe up to six hours a day or more, and they had their free time. If they work outside the home, those answers and problems were kind of solved, right? And now 
everything is disrupted with this coronavirus. So I think right. I hear I hear a lot of chatter about people struggling to embrace the lifestyle. So what appeals to you about homeschooling and just the lifestyle of more togetherness? Well, my husband and I run a real estate company together. So we've always worked together from the home. And the thought of sending my son off to school, you know, he, he was an anxious child and hated Mother's Day out, hated preschool, all the things. And so I thought, well, let's just keep him. We'll take him to work with us. We'll do school on the road. We'll do it here and there. And it, it was our lifestyle before. So incorporating homeschool was a little easier for us since we both work outside of the home. But I simply just wanted the choice, um, what to teach him, how to teach him, when to teach him, you know, incorporating our Christian faith into it without worrying about it not being taught to him at school. All the things kind of led into it. But concerning now, you know, I've been telling moms, like, give yourself grace first. Um, maybe during this time, teach your kids simple life skills. Like that's, I want to, my son can already cook a steak on the grill, you know, and heat the charcoal. And like, I'm teaching them skills is just as is um, helpful as academics. And so that kind of led into why we did homeschool. We wanted to teach and see and be hands-on with our kids. And so during this time, I've just encouraged people to take it slow and maybe focus on areas where your kids are struggling. You know, my son is dyslexic, so, Mm. and I didn't know that. I just really was pushing him to read and not understanding why he was acting lazy about it, come to find out he's dyslexic. And it just, I was like, thank you, Lord. You know, now I know why I homeschool because I can help him slowly learn to read. Anyway, it's it's just giving me opportunities. And I think right now, especially moms can give themselves grace, wake up slow, focus on their kids, teach them things that they may not get to learn in school or kind of help them through areas where they're struggling. I don't think it has to be a specific, we get so focused on standards and what other kids are doing. Just like we as women compare ourselves to other women, you kind of compare your kids to other kids. And it's just so important to focus on what your kid needs. And um, I love homeschooling because, you know, my youngest is such a great artist already at five, and I want to push him in that direction with his gifts. And I think people can use this time homeschooling or not to kind of see their kids' gifts and push them in that direction or help them where they need it. And just overall give yourself grace. But that's why we love homeschool. Yeah, that's a great that's a great answer. And I do think that education comes in so many different forms. And I think yeah. when we're being inundated with resources and online programs and standards and, and emails from the school district, it can feel like a lot when this happens overnight, right? right? But when we realize we are not solely responsible for helping our kid to pass the fourth grade. Like right. this is this is a nationwide, worldwide issue that everyone's going to be facing. Everyone's dealing with it. Yes, yeah. and everyone's navigating it for the very first time too. So I love what you said about you know cooking and and I talked to somebody else. This is going to air uh, next week, but you know how much we can incorporate even more learning as we're doing the cooking instruction. So it's not just, you know, chatting about whatever while we're cooking, but it's like, oh, look at that measurement, look at that fraction. Right. And, and really intentionally using those opportunities that already exist. That is homeschooling. <laughs> exactly. And even while you're driving, okay, can anybody find any letters as we're driving? What sound does that right. make? Okay. Who's the next person that can find a B? Just incorporating that in your day-to-day life and realizing that's great too. And what you said about, you know, having an anxious child and everything and spending more time, like you're also educating them on how to process that. And 
so much of that connection time that can really bolster confidence in our kids and emotion and coaching and things. Re- remember this time as being different than we than we are. You know, yes. if we make it. If we make it joyful and memorable and they'll look back and be like, you know what? I remember that as being fun and my parents were home and right. we did a lot of things together and it's up to us to kind of lead them in that mindset. For sure. Absolutely. And that's not to say that it's all going to be easy or fun or like we don't wish things were different right. sometimes either. So I think you're allowed to to feel all the things and, but yeah. I do view this as a, a tremendous opportunity. So I think... Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm embracing it as much as possible and have really enjoyed it so far. Where I mean, we're yep. at the beginning of week two and it's indefinite right now in California, but you know, just one day at a time. And I mostly yep. feel for small business owners. How is your business being affected? Um, thankfully, we do a lot of big um, projects like build spec homes and things. So they're mm-hmm. still continuing. They're not affected by um, crews not working because people usually do solo jobs, but I'm... The real estate market, I mean, people are pausing like everywhere. They don't want to go show homes or see homes, you know, just kind of waiting around. Yeah. Well, all the the best to you in that. And and again, it's like you just can't look too far ahead. I think that is where we're going oftentimes is by being like, well, what's going to happen if they're not in school by June? Well, just worry about this week. Just worry about today. It's okay. Yeah. They'll be okay. (laughs) It will be. It will be. So I'm just curious, how did you develop your style? Because I feel like... I am not somebody that naturally home decor, interior design, things like that does not come naturally to me. Um, I love walking into a house that feels inviting and warm and put together. I have no clue how to do that. It's just not in me, but I appreciate that. So how did you develop your style? Well, first, I think style always evolves. My husband would laugh because... You know, my house started as a farmhouse and then currently I'm now changing it to a more rustic, elegant with a little touch of modern because I'm, I just got real overwhelmed by the clutter of stuff. Mm. And so I'm minimalizing. Um, but my style has always evolved. I watched my mom decorate and change things, and, and it wasn't so much about what she was using. It was just watching her be creative in doing something. And so I didn't really realize that was a passion until I, um, had my first and then went through postpartum in a really hard time for a couple years um, mm. and kind of lost myself in it, in motherhood and all the things. And then I thought, you know what, I've got to do something for myself. And I started like um, shifting furniture around and doing a little DIYs here and there. And I thought, well, this is kind of fun. Maybe people would like to see it. So I laughed because I created a secret Instagram account. I didn't want my family <laughs> or friends to know because they're the worst critics And I thought, I'll just share. And slowly, I said, if I get to 500 followers, I will make sure I share it with the people I know. And slowly but surely, it gave me a job. So in my depression and anxiety and being a new mom, I got up and I was like, my job today is to post one thing to be creative. And it kind of forced me into finding what I liked, doing things with my hands, gave me the opportunity to have an actual job other than motherhood. And it gave me a little bit of a purpose. And then we built our home and I, I went off the farmhouse style cause we designed the outside to look that way. And so I think it's more, first of all, I always tell people, you, you know what you like, you may just mm-hmm. not know how to put it in your home. So I always encourage people, if you're trying to find your style to go to Pinterest or 
um, magazines or look at other people on Instagram and you'll start noticing a pattern in what you're saving, what you're pinning, what mm. you're drawn toward. And that can kind of become your style when you don't even know it's there. Mm. And so um, I started noticing recently I'm more drawn to simple, less clutter. And I'm trying to incorporate that through my life. So I, I don't want to say that your style won't evolve and you have to have a one set style. I think you just have to be open to knowing what you like and then pin things and save things. And you'll start saying, Hey, you know what? I really like black, black and brown together. I really like, um, feminine florals and you'll start seeing what you like and then it'll help you incorporate your style. I also think it's so important to be like cohesive throughout your home. I get that question asked all the time. Like, how do you make every room feel inviting or warm? And I think it's all about lighting and just carrying the same colors throughout each space. Um, anyway, my book goes into all of that, but I think you first need to know what you like and then see what you have and kind of evaluate where to go from there. But style can always evolve. Yeah, I love what you said about starting with just moving around the furniture in your house, right? right? So it's not just, okay, what's my budget? How, I need, I need $5,000 to buy a new couch and get new artwork and paint all the walls and like, just move things around because even just switching out I have I love decorating my mantle for the holidays mm -hmm. that's where I put a majority of my holiday decorations is on the mantle and I love it and just that fresh change that first week after that switch it's like a new room and nothing right. else changed besides those things and it's very simple and it's stuff I already have and so um yeah, I, I love that so much. And I, and since we're stuck inside, especially, it's kind of like you're looking around thinking, do what I, can I do? Do I love this? <laughs> and, and and it's working with what you already have because we're not wanting to go out and purchase new things. And, you know, thankfully there's still online options when, you know, right. it does come up that we want to add something new. But, um, yeah, what would you say if I'm looking around my house and, like, I don't know where to start, like – Pinning on Pinterest, kind of getting to know a color scheme, right? What other getting started tips do you have? I think, um, so my book teaches about intention first. I think if you know the intention of your space, you're, you're more likely to know what direction to go in. Mm -hmm. So where do you, what do you want to change first? What is the most used place in your home? Most people say it's their living room. Mm -hmm. So I always say work, start where you most enjoy yourself. If it's your bedroom and you like to relax in there, you know, that may be your place. If it's, you love to entertain and have people over, that's going to be the living room. Um, and then I would go into that space. I actually did a free printable with this, like, and evaluate it. What's your intention? My intention, when we built this home, I'm an introvert. So my intention was, Lord, let these doors be open. I want to have people over. Even though it's hard for me, I want our doors to always be welcoming. So the living room was my main focus. We built our old house around the living room and kitchen. So I would go into my living room and say, what can I keep in here? What is absolutely necessary? I can't afford new couches, so I'm going to keep those. Okay, but what can I change? I can change the pillow covers. I can change um, a rug if I can. I can move it around like you suggested. Just look at your space. Take note of what you can change what you have to keep, what you may could repurpose. Um, a can of paint goes a long way. Yesterday I painted a hallway because I thought, I have this extra can of paint. Why not use it? You know, it's what I have. So just take it, take note and inventory of what you have, what you want to change. And then if you can afford a few little things here and there, you know, a new centerpiece for your coffee table, new pillows, a new throw, 
simple 20, you know, even thrifted items can go a long way to spruce up a space. So start in one room. Don't overwhelm yourself with the whole house. Mm-hmm. Look at what you have. Evaluate your intention for the space. And then don't be scared to play around. Like I have to literally switch rooms all over the place. My husband just rolls his eyes because he has to move the couch here and there. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Okay, that's right. Like, <laughs> you have to figure it out first and see it visually. So don't be scared to play around, but just get to know yourself and what you like and then evaluate your space. Yeah, I really like that. Since being stuck inside, I've been actually thinking of it a little bit differently, and I like your mindset better because I'm thinking, what is the least risk? Like, I want to start styling my home, and maybe I've never painted a wall before. But I'm thinking, okay, what's the least conspicuous place where I can't really mess up, but it will still be happy? <laughs> hey, yeah. Got to start somewhere. So maybe I practice on the laundry room or I have this yes. powder room that's that's readily used. I mean, it's not like the place that I hang out, but it's still a place that's used a lot. It's small. And so I yep. feel like I can make a big impact in a small space and the door shuts. So it's, you know, it's, it's all and good, right? you don't right? stare at it every day. Yeah. Day. <laughs> so maybe the powder room is where I start. Right. Okay. Paint those walls. Okay. Well, okay. So it's a small space. Do I, ha- what do you think about color? Like, do you have a rule of thumb as far as like dark versus light or things like that? Like right. I have a yellow and cream kind of, uh, florally rug right now in, in that uh-huh. bathroom. And that's the only color. My only thing, if it's a small space, if you put a dark color on the wall, it makes it feel smaller. Sure. I'm actually wanting to paint my powder room too, a lighter, just white, keep it open and airy, but um, mm-hmm. take that color maybe in your rug and do you have a vanity? You could just pull in some, mm-hmm. a little cute floral display on the vanity and put your soaps in something cute. Yeah. You know, there's not much you could do in a powder room. Some people do accent walls with shiplap or wallpaper or to pull in some color too or a stencil i've seen people use stencils that's a good idea that could be fun yes stencils are are fun and cheap hey everyone wanted to jump in again and thank another show sponsor and that is built bars I want to know, how is your quarantine pantry stockpile? (laughs) Are you sick of everything in there? Well, I want to tell you about a brand you may not be aware of that can provide great snacks for your whole family, and that is Built Bars. Built Bar is actually the fastest growing protein bar in the world. They innovated the perfect protein bar that tastes amazing, and we're all trying to eat healthy as much as we can and maintain a healthy lifestyle throughout this time. And so... Built Bars are the perfect snack in the late afternoon to get me through that end of the day push. That's really working for me. And these protein bars don't taste chalky, dry. They're not flavorless. They are actually delicious with tons of flavors to choose from. And you're gonna love the nutrition facts on this because they have 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, four grams of sugar, and six grams of fiber. So whether it's you snacking at the end of the day or handing one over to your kids, these are delicious. My personal favorite is the chocolate coconut flavor. My kids love the chocolate orange. There's just something about the consistency that makes it feel like you're eating a candy bar and you're not. You can feel great about it. So Built Bar is offering my listeners 20% off your first purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter promo code EEP at checkout to receive 20% off your first order. That's B-U-I-L-T com and enter promo code EEP. One taste and you will be hooked. Thank you so much to Built Bar for sponsoring the show and for helping me get through the quarantine. <laughs> now let's get back to it with Rachel. Great. And paint 
it's inexpensive and you can just paint over it if it's not going right? well or you change your That's mind. I always here. tell myself you can paint right over it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so your book, I don't think we've said the title yet. She Made Herself a Home, A Practical yes. Guide to Design, Organize, and Give Purpose to Your Space. Right. What do you do about your kids' rooms? Like, do they take pride in their rooms? How do you get their spaces to to be kept up and organized and looking up to your standard? <laughs> My Since I have boys, they're not too, or yet anyway, they're okay with whatever I do. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Because <laughs> I remember as a kid, my mom let us change our room once a year. It was our big thing. And that's probably why I like decorating. But my boys don't really have much opinion right now. So I do ask them, is this okay here or there? And I, my son has a couple fun prints on the wall that I've kind of kept in the same frame and the same color. So I've kind of used my style, but kind of let him pick what prints to put in it. He has a big horse and a different verse and some other things that he picked. Um, and then I went with um, plaids for the beds bedspread kind of kept it simple mm-hmm. um but I do let them you know do you like this do you not like this and they say yes or no and I kind of still keep my taste but help let them usher me along my youngest my husband and I built a um it's like a cottage bunk bed we built it last year and it has a slide that goes down so he's fine no he way that. that is so cool yeah. For now, I don't have two opinionated children. I'm sure if they were girls, it'd be different. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, I mean, I think kids are really receptive to what a space makes them feel like, right? Mm-hmm. So even if, you know, they can't really articulate their style, it's obviously working for them because we just did a big clean out of my 10-year-old's room the other day. And it was just, he is a hoarder. And so he has all these papers. He doesn't <laughs> want to get rid of anything. And he needs all his little knickknacks, like, out on his uh, nightstand, not like in the nightstand, right? And I'm just like, what if we just put him in the nightstand? Because you can still access them and everything. And when we were done and we just looked around together, we're just like, does this felt better. feel good? Don't you want yeah. to be in here instead of it feeling like a hoarder's room, right? And it's right. just It's amazing what busy. a clean, organized space does for your mind. Absolutely. Of all ages. Yes, absolutely. And so I know another thing that you prioritize is finding deals. Where are your favorite places to find deals for your home? Oh, gosh. I love Facebook Marketplace for, oh. like, things. If you don't know what that is, it's on Facebook. It's like a constant garage sale. It's It's people in your area. You can do it by miles and distance away from you um you could type in kitchen hutch and you could find a hundred different you know whatever's being sold around you i love that for deals because i have furnished model homes that way you know barely used furniture and it's just it's a great outlet for you to buy and sell so that's a good one i love i also love of course tj maxx and ross and marshall's Mm -hmm. Um, they always have great deals even Goodwill, I've gone for some things, you know, bigger frames that I've repurposed. Um, I also love Amazon, of course. I We have an Airbnb that we just opened, and, you know, I'm not able to, wasn't able to go to big furniture stores. Most people don't do that anymore, so I stuck to Wayfair and Amazon and furnished the whole place that way. So wow. don't be scared to look online. That's, that's a great spot. Yeah. I'm mostly worried about things that require comfort, like couches or chairs like that I haven't sat in 
like, do you have any tips for knowing if it's going to be legitimately? Like, oh, I, w- I just try to read all the reviews I okay. can yeah. and leave them because, and I leave reviews because that's what people look for. I've actually bought all my couches online. Seriously? <laughs> and they've turned out great. Wow. That's really encouraging because you see all these cute couches on, you know, and, and accent yeah. chairs and things. And you're like, but what if it's just hard or whatever? But you're right. The reviews can really tell you a lot. Okay, so you and your husband are into real estate and house flipping and things like that. That's that's what you guys do. How do you know it's going to be a good flip? I love watching these shows on HGTV and things, and sometimes it's just like, how do you even see the unseen in this home? It feels like too much. Yeah, I think um... – so we've done a few flips. We mostly build new. So I'm, okay. But I do have a tendency to, to see the bones. I just look at the layout. So I okay. erase everything else, and I'm like, would this function well? Could we take out a wall? Could we – I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just my mind. I try to see the positive, or I can see the outcome. But mostly I try to look at the bones of a place, and then I try to think of budget, and we're all about numbers. So if this house is a total dump – is it even worth it? Or can we quickly flip it mm-hmm. by aesthetically making it look nicer? So that's kind of what we do. But the bones, always look at the bones of something yeah. and see if it's a good layout. Yeah. If somebody is wanting to remodel their own home, what would you say are the most worthwhile investments to make in your home? Like where would you spend your money? Of course, the kitchen, obviously. Yeah. It, people say it's the heart of the home. It really is the heart of the home. I don't think we're never not in the kitchen or living room and the bathrooms we see is so important to people like updating your kitchen and your bathrooms as realtors like that's just what everybody needs Mm. I would focus on those places first yeah like the functional places and places where you spend the most time yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah I think that's great yeah so I'm curious for you in your home what is your favorite room in your house I would say my favorite room is the living room. What's funny is, I had, we so we've been here almost three years. We didn't have a TV in the living room for all two and a half. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we don't need that. You know, we can talk more, do this more. And and recently, my husband talked me into putting a, a frame TV, which looks like art, above our fireplace. And it's so funny how we've all now sit and gather together and communicate with the TV there. <laughs> so it's become more of a, a place I love to be. Our kitchen is open to our living room, so I'm able to kind of cook and clean while people are there. And I think it's it's not so much about where I sleep or, you know, get ready. It's, it's mostly about where we live and interact. So to me, the living room for sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I know I always – I'm an introvert as well, but there's something about – I value hospitality and having things on my own turf gives me an added measure of reassurance because I can always busy myself or like separate myself if I need to, if I need to be like, oh, I'll just be right back. And then I like go sit in my room for a few minutes and then go back out if I need to like recharge, right? And so I am the happiest entertainer and I can have hordes of people in my house when it's, when it's socially appropriate and we're social, not social distancing. Um, And and that's totally great with me. But going into that same environment in somebody else's turf, it feels really stressful. Do you feel like that? Right. Oh yeah. I feel like should I be cleaning? Shouldn't I be Yeah. What else should I I do? Yes, totally. And sometimes I do find something just to busy myself in somebody else's. I know. All our friends are like, Rachel, 
stop washing the dishes. I'm like, I just want to help. I need to be doing something. <laughs> hey everyone, wanted to thank our final show sponsor today, and that is Cosmetology. You've heard me talk about them before, but they are truly an incredible skincare line that was designed with kids in mind. Dr. Janice Covey, who was a mom, she was frustrated when her youngest daughter was diagnosed with eczema at three months old and none of the products on the market were working and they contained all kinds of junk, right? And so as a pharmacist herself, she decided to make her own line. She came up with a lotion bar to start. The lotion bar is a solid moisturizer containing effective organic moisturizing ingredients like shea butter and olive oil, and there's no water in it, which eliminates the need for alcohol and other chemicals and things like that. And so you know you are putting something on your kid's body that you can feel good about. It's also a solid, and so it's great for travel, and we've all had our kids get into the lotion and smear it everywhere, right? I can actually hand this lotion bar to Jackson, my four-year-old, and he loves putting on it himself with no mess, it's fantastic. They also have hand soaps, and especially during this time when we're all looking for great, easy ways that are non-toxic in order to clean our hands and keep our families well, these soaps are fantastic, and they come in three sizes using essential oils as the scents. So I would love for you to try both the hand soaps and the lotion bars that Cosmetology has to offer. For first-time purchasers, you can receive 15% off. All you have to do is go to cosmetology.com that's k-o-s-m-a-t-o-l-o-g-y.com and use code e-e-p at checkout to get 15% off your first order thanks cosmetology for sponsoring the show can we talk a little bit about your postpartum um was it depression or anxiety that you faced after it was both yeah both so for somebody listening right now who's in the trenches of that and maybe they haven't yet really identified what's going on because they think this is just their new normal, right? Right. What would, what would you tell somebody who is feeling like that struggle to to feel motivated to, to take action, to do something about it, to get the help they need, or even just to tidy up their room so they feel better? You know, what would you yeah. say to that mom that's in the throes of that? When I – so after my first, I had a lot of complications after the birth and had a lot of bleeding and it threw my mind first. I'm already an anxious person and always have been, but it threw my mind into deeper places. Why did I do this? I, I've always wanted to be a mom. Now it's ruined this and I don't feel good about it. So it just, it spiraled greatly for two years and I felt so gripped by it that I didn't, and I felt bad, like who am I? Why am I here? Um, I don't want to tell anybody about how I feel because I'm supposed to be an excited new mom. And I got caught into feeling weak for asking for help. And I think a lot of women do that. Um, we think we're supposed to be strong and, um, especially excited when you have a new baby and you're supposed to do it the Pinterest perfect way. And I just, it wasn't that way for me. It took me a while. It took a lot of people saying, you're not yourself, you know, what's going on. And then I've, I, I can't really give specific advice because I think everybody's different, but it, it took a lot of prayer and a lot of me being okay with asking for help. I finally got help with a doctor and on some medication and it changed my life. Mm. But it took getting to that point and being accepting of, of my issue um, that got me there. As far as like, I, I would suggest doing something for yourself. It may not be decorating. Um, it may be, you know, 20 minutes in the bath or whatever it is. Don't forget to find time for you. Cause that's, I lost 
I lost myself in it and it's easy to do, I would suggest, um, you know, whatever it is that you, your God-given talent, your passion, what you loved as a little girl, all those things are still there. Mm. And I just, I hope to encourage women to find those again. And um, that's what I had to do. I had to find a creative outlet that was, that for me was decorating, you know, for you, maybe music or painting or a cup of coffee somewhere, just make yourself a priority. I didn't do that. And mm -hmm. I didn't want people to see uh, a weak person because I've always been independent, an independent introvert, but, um, I needed someone to say like, this is it. You need help. I need, um, you to find you again. And I had to come to terms with that for myself. So I would suggest like, you're not alone. No, you're not alone. Tons of women go through this. You're not weak for asking for help and find something for yourself daily yeah. to help get through it. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of women in the thick of it that just feel like it is hard to identify when you're in the thick of it. And so trusting those voices in your inner circle, right. you know, who know you best and say... At first, it'll piss you off. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't want to be accepting of it, of it, but then, you know, they wouldn't tell you if they didn't love you. And if you hear the voice inside yourself go with your gut instinct. Like yeah. people will say, it's just mama blues, you know, for the first six weeks, which is understandable. But if it goes beyond that and you just can't, you feel like you're drowning. You literally feel like you're drowning all the time. Like mm -hmm. I can't get out of, I, I remember telling my mom, I am in a, I physically feel like I'm in a pit mm -hmm. and I cannot get out of it. And that's when my mom was like, okay, <laughs> you know, your mama bear comes in, but you just got to recognize it and be accepting of people wanting to help. One thing that I've learned, especially since becoming a mom, is service is a two-way street, right? And friendship is a two-way street. So when we deny people wanting to help us, wanting to bring us a meal, wanting to help us clean our house, wanting to watch our kids, whatever it is, when we go to extend that same service, what if we always were met with a no? Like, no, right. no, I'm fine. No, 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 no. But like, don't you feel better when you're serving? And we both get that high, right? They get what they right. need and we feel filled up because we extended that love. And yeah, so I say don't deny someone of their blessing. Yes. You know, they're feeling blessed by helping you and you're denying them of that by not letting them do it. Right. Absolutely. And I and I think we tend to pick one role or the other and we kind of prescribe ourselves to that. And it doesn't need to be that way. Just the other day, I was talking to my grandparents who are in a nursing home and they were kind of struggling with getting their meals and things. And one of their more uh, vibrant, shall we say, neighbors down the hall, who's actually 89, uh -huh. you know, said, oh, can I go pick up your meals for you? Because they saw them kind of hobbling with their walkers down the hallway. And my grandma was expressing to me, I just said, oh, no, no, we're fine. We'll make it. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, you are all this woman has. Like right. she's, she is wanting to do this for you. So even if it's not for you needing, yeah, sure. You can probably make do, but like, let her just say, yes, thank you. And let her feel appreciated. Yeah, it's definitely a perspective we need to have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am so excited about this new book, and I think it is a great thing to order online, have it delivered to your door, and just such a treat to peruse through while you're you know, on Pinterest and trying to figure out your style. Why not pick up this hard copy of this book, She Made Herself a Home? Because not only is it beautiful images and practical designs and things, but I love 
your idea of giving each room a purpose and starting there. I think that is a new way to approach it. And I really love that sentiment so much. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I just want women to know like your home is your nest and it's what your legacy really, you know, what you're leaving your kids because they're going to take these lessons into their next home. And what you do now matters. If your kids are grown, it still matters. It's it's who you're bringing in, what what attitude you're setting before people enter, and how they feel when they leave. And it's such an important place of intention that I think often gets unnoticed. So yeah, my book kind of teaches style and budget and all the frugal tips and just how to um, fall in love with where you live. I love that so much. Okay, so where can people find you online? And we'll link to all of this over at extraordinarymomspodcast.com as well. Yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram at Creighton Cottage, and my website is CreightonCottage.com. Yeah, my books are wherever books are sold, mostly online right now. Yeah, perfect. Well, that's the best way to treat yourself right now, I think, when we're not going out. Have have a new book arrive at that door and just spend a cozy afternoon just diving in. I really appreciate this free time to do that. So, uh, Rachel, this has been such a fun conversation. I always ask my guests one final question. And it's this, what would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Well, I would tell her to remember who she is at that moment because, you know, write it down, put it in memory, stamp your heart. Um, You're created for a purpose. You're still someone beyond motherhood. You have a lot to give your children, but don't forget um, who you were created to be before that um, and add on add on to your characteristics. Don't be scared to grow beyond motherhood too. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. That's so awesome. All the best to you and your family in Nashville. Stay well. You too, girl. Thank you. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rachel. I love, love, love looking through her new book and I hope that you'll pick it up if design and organization and I don't know, just moving things around is something that's of interest to you during this time. I know a lot of us are looking around and we're unable to shop, which almost makes it better because you can look around and realize you have a lot of pieces to work with. Sometimes even just shifting around things can be the fresh dose of perspective and the update that a room needs. And you can kind of pull from what you already have and it doesn't have to cost a dime. So everything will be linked over on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. Thanks so much again to Rachel for coming on the show today. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Actually, when we talked, this was a few weeks ago, and the Nashville, the first wave of North Nashville tornadoes had just happened. Um, and unfortunately, they've had some other storms since then and everything. I mean, it's just like crazy town right now. So my love and prayers go out to everybody being impacted by earthquakes and tornadoes and locusts. (laughs) I mean, this is just wild times, guys. But we are all in this together, and I hope that your family is safe and well. And we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.